Welcome, everyone, to On Podcast, the On Microsoft Podcast, where we talk about Microsoft stuff on a podcast. And we took the past two weeks off for vacations and holidays and whatnot, and just can't believe we left you guys this far into the month without Microsoft News. So we're here to fix that. Uh, and what do we have on the docket for everyone today? We have, like, the biggest bombshell this year, which is rumors about Windows 11 getting a new update system uh, when, when you can look forward to major Windows 11 updates. And also when you could look forward to, what is it, Windows 12 in the next three years? Yeah, and if you're not looking forward to Windows, we have some information about Chrome OS. Very little information about Chrome OS for you folks out there. We'll be talking <laughs> about that and how to revive some dead PCs. And also some news about Microsoft and Netflix having some sort of partnership when it comes to their new ad-supported subscription. Those two just can't quit each other. Uh, and then we'll be moving into the fast recap where we start talking about some redesigns that are coming to the apps themselves versus waiting for a full operating uh, update, uh, operating system update in order to get those uh, redesigns. Then we also have a, a new dev channel build this week, which brings some tweaks to notifications for widgets in Windows 11. Also testing different visual treatments for the search bar on the taskbar. Yeah, and then we'll be getting into Microsoft hardware. Wear as in clothing, not <laughs> hardware as in all the cool stuff we are hoping for. And we also have some news about Bill Gates moving all of his $20 billion around. And then we'll get in our favorite section, which is the week ahead, where we kind of bring out our crystal ball and guess on which topics should be the big ones for you to kind of pay attention to. With uh, that being said, we'll be talking about Android uh, getting a redesigned OneNote app, uh, which looks pretty nice. And we also have some news if you are still on Windows 7 and Windows 8.1 about Microsoft dropping support for the Microsoft 365 apps. So not good news, but stay tuned. <laughs> uh, and then um, I guess that's going to be it. So again, I'm your host today, Kareem Anderson, joined by the world's greatest co-host. Arif Bacchus. And let's get into the news. Yeah, we'll start off first uh, talking about these rumors about Windows 11 getting a new update mechanism and also a new sort of... I don't know if you would say life cycle for how you could expect major Windows 11, Windows uh, update, Windows versions, that is, to be released. And this comes from our buddy Zach Bowden at Windows Central. He's saying that his insider sources are telling him that Microsoft is planning to release major new Windows versions every three years and shift to releasing major Windows updates every three months. So basically, Instead of having uh, featured updates every year for Windows 11, like it was 21H1, 21H2, you're now going to get uh, sort of feature drops every three or every three, four months with different kind of features. And it's something that Google has been doing with Pixel phones for a while. So I'm not sure if it's something that Microsoft saw that Google had success with, and they're hoping to port sort of that kind of update mechanism and try it out with Windows 11 first. And again, it's just a rumor, and it's not something that's official. Uh, Zach asked Microsoft for a comment, and as usual, they say we don't have nothing to share at this time. Yeah, this just seems like a confirmation of what we've kind of been guessing is going to happen. Uh, it's hard to do a yearly cycle for something as big as Windows. Uh, it was a valiant effort uh, during the Windows 10 phase to kind of update this thing every year. But I mean, it's an operating system, as we've continually say in this podcast, it's a utility. Like, you know, it's your wash and dryer. You don't need an update. 
Yep. Unless you get a Samsung washer dryer. <laughs> you don't need an update every year. It's just something that needs to work for five to 10 years or whatever. And, you know, it'd be nice if you can get new features, which this is what they're promising. But I mean, at the end of the day, Windows 11 should just be, you know, Windows 11 until we get, you know, Windows, uh, I don't know, I guess in the next three years, I'll name it Windows 25 or 26, I don't know, whatever it is, uh, to the core base of it. Like, you know, uh, if we get new apps, which again, I think they started doing the app separation during um, Windows 8 is when they started pulling apart uh, apps from the operating system. Now, they were never really successful at getting the core app separation, like the mail app or uh, things that relied on Edge HTML. Uh, as much, but they started trying to be able to kind of give us updates to those things without saying like, oh, here, you know, wait three years to get it. So I think they're going to push along and continue doing that, which, you know, we're starting to see come in through like the OneNote app and uh, uh, Media Player and note, uh, Notes and Sticky Notes and all those other things like that. Uh, and then hopefully we'll just see, a, as we're all been hoping for, a polished redesign where they consistently go throughout the entire UI and do what's necessary versus giving us patches every year saying, oh, here's, you know, 60% done and here's another 20%, here's five more percent. So just saying here's 95 to 100% of the UI completely thought out and, and taking three years to do, here you go. Uh, that's what we're hoping to see. So again, I don't see this as a big change. Uh, I don't see, I also don't think we're going to miss very much from this announcement. Uh, I know that it became a leak and everyone was kind of shuffling about, oh, what to do, what's going to happen. But as far as you know, everyday users concerned, you're probably not going to see much. And it's something that we're kind of used to already because it's it's happened in the Windows Insider program. Microsoft tested that uh, widget in the taskbar where you have the weather, and they also tested the ability to have uh, they bought back the date and time on multiple monitors, and they rolled this out. I think it was with the April update in Windows 11. So, and that was in testing with Windows Insiders for a couple of months, and then three months later, it rolled out to everyone in April of 2022. So it's something that Microsoft has tested for uh, before without even saying it. So, I mean, it totally makes sense, as you are saying. Yeah. And by the way, uh, what, what do you think these feature drops will be called? Zach is hearing that it'll be called Moments. That's apparently what the internal Windows uh, team is calling, is hoping to call these um, these updates. So hopefully Microsoft comes up with a better name than that. I know Google calls it Pixel Feature Drops. I'm sure Microsoft will have something more interesting. Uh, this is at a point <laughs> where I think, this is where I think Microsoft should stick with the, you know, boring name factor that we always yeah. rag them about and just call it whatever the operating system is and its feature job. It's the easiest way for people to understand. When you start getting too cute for your own good, that's when you start to confuse people and you break up on a headache that's unnecessary. You call it moments, people are gonna say, I'm used to features. Features is a word I understand. What are these moments? When do these moments happen? <laughs> yeah, you know, true. when do I get features? Just say, hey, this is a Windows 11 and give it the month if, it's, if it needs to be that exact. Here is, you know, uh, June's features update. Here's Windows 11 uh june or april's feature update like don't go with moments it, i think that's going to be uh we're going to be seeing brandon leblanc uh tears the rest of his hair out <laughs> 
So basically, also for uh, the features that we're testing now and as part of the Windows uh, Insider program, not for 22H2, but the Windows Insider program for Sun Valley 3, which people thought would be Sun Valley 3. Apparently, that's now scrapped, and these are going to ship as part of Moments on top of the Sun Valley 2 update, which is coming later this year. So that is according to Zach Bowden. And also according to Zach, he says that uh, for the next major Windows version, it's something that's far off, and he's not wearing hearing much about it but the code name for that could be called quote-unquote next valley so that could be windows 12. yeah um yeah it's gonna be interesting to to, to understand how microsoft delineates now between like the dates when the update is you know because uh you know we're gonna be in 2024 25 by the time yeah. it comes out but it's going to be called Windows 12. Like, you know, it's 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 going to be interesting. <laughs> I, I really wish that, you know, they would just do, you know, stick with the, uh, like, my, I think like Mac did with the Mac uh, OS 10. Branding, yeah. They... And just leave it at that and then just give it a, a, a name on top of that for the update itself. Name it. If you don't want to name it after mountains, name it after lakes, uh, bodies of water, animals that aren't cats, uh, <laughs> food. Name it after food if you want. Google did well. Don't name it after treats, but name it after food that you like, fancy international food. But give it something that people can say, I know what this update is, on top of the base system of Windows 11. And you just mentioned Google, which is the perfect segue for the second topic, which there you go. is close to your heart because you wrote the original story <laughs> when Google first uh, started talking about Chrome OS Flex. But Chrome OS Flex is now out of beta, and anyone could try it uh, as long as you have a USB drive and a sort of quote-unquote dead or PC that's near ex end of service or an old PC that you can't use anymore because Microsoft isn't supporting it. Well, you can now pop Chrome OS Flex on there and basically turn it into a Chromebook. Yeah, uh, I think you guys just recently reported on this, uh, and... I think now, like you said, it's gotten it's taken off the preview tag. It's available. Uh, there are some caveats that I don't know if I wrote about originally uh, yeah. that make this less appealing than when I first wrote about it. You know, again, I have a bias against Chrome OS personally. I think it's you know it's been almost eleven years and everyone keeps babying the operating system. I think at this point, it's now just lacking features. It isn't a, a burgeoning operating system like people give it the credit. But with that being said. Uh, some of the stipulations are basically that you lose access to the Play Store. Uh, I believe you also don't have access to Android apps uh, yep. at all. Um, no, and Linux, no Linux as well. And also you can't run uh, the parallels there to get your Windows apps on Chrome OS Flex. And you'll have spotty, if any, coverage at all for peripherals. So yep. uh, at least in Linux, you know, they've taken, you know, 45 plus years to get most of the peripheral support that you need, you have to go out and find it, but it's, you know, at least it's supported and it's there. You just have to know where to look. With this one, without getting the peripheral support, that dead PC is really just, you know, a, a browser with a, a keyboard attached, which is, you know, maybe all someone needs, but if you ever need to print out a PDF quickly or, um, you know, print out an Excel worksheet for, you know, just for whatever uh, antiquated reasons, uh, this is less viable than just saying uh, I'll I'll get a you know another five hundred dollar PC. Now I know five hundred dollars is still a lot of money, and this is a free uh, way to get in you know an operating system that's up to date, that's semi secure, browser secure. But again, you lose all the TPM actual hardware security. So if this computer gets taken, uh, it could be uh, 
you know, broken into for, for different things for older, I guess, stuff. I don't know. It just seems like flex is in theory, a good idea. I know that, uh, it does offer uh, windows, uh, through VM. So you can, I guess, go back to your old Windows stuff. But it, again, this is where I find it less appealing than just getting, you know, new Windows hardware is because you're using a hack to update the browser-based system, but you need all of the extra work in order to get apps working, to get uh, devices plugged in working. Like, again, I don't know if you plug in headphones, Will the USB or would that port be recognized uh, through this through this version of the system? I'd assume it would, but again, that's something you also need to consider yourself uh, worrying about because if you are just going to use this to browse things through the browser and maybe run a few Skype meetings, or I guess you can't even do that if you're running Google Chat meetings or Zoom or whatnot, uh, you could be running into some issues with attaching cameras or even cameras on the system that are already there, even working or being recognized. Again, I don't want to bog down all the negatives of it. I, you know, as you said, uh, we wrote in our piece of ways to go and try it out. So uh, by all means, everyone go and if you can spare a USB drive uh, to to you know basically create your own ISO for this and test it on your computer before permanently installing it, I would give it a shot. Um, it's it's an interesting concept, and I'm hoping it's something. That Microsoft kind of does in a way um, with you know their lighter version of Windows uh, to kind of you know keep people who are already connected to all the services from having to make that crucial decision of all right this device is dead and old do I start all, all over with something new do I start all over with my new uh, software suite because I'm starting over with a new PC or a new computer or whatnot if you can just say hey that one that's dying just throw this light version of Windows on it and keep running it as you were before with all the same services that could be uh, very appealing for people yeah and Google actually has a certification process that they go through to make sure that the devices that people are, the majority of devices that people are trying it on will work. Right now, there's a list of almost 300 supported 300. devices. And I had an interview with Google for my other publication, and they talked about uh, the intricate process that they go through where it's actually a real person sitting in front of the computer, testing all kinds of things in the web browser, tapping on the brightness keys, the volume keys, plugging things in and out of jacks and making sure that they work. But Basically, they're guaranteeing that basically any modern system should work fine with it. Uh, of course, like if you have an obscure GPU or, or a obscure, obscure webcam or something, it won't work. But generally speaking, Google is aiming to get it uh, running and up and running on as many systems as they can. And Google also partnered with Cameo, which is an application that can run Windows apps in virtualization in the browser for those people who actually need Windows apps to make sure that uh, Chrome OS Flex could be used in the enterprise. Again, it's not really a consumer thing, although you could go out and try it on your computer if you want to. Google is mainly intending it for enterprise and education, where instead of throwing away old computers, these people, they could just take their existing fleet, install Chrome OS on it, and basically convert it over to a Chromebook and manage it through Google's, I think it's called the Google Admin Console with ease. Yeah, like I said, it's yep. It is it is appealing on paper. We'll see how this works in practice. What they consider, because uh, again, it's three hundred supported devices. Um, we'll have to see how manual testing goes and what they consider old. Because at a certain point, in uh, Lenovo that they consider maybe five years old still gets Windows support. I mean, it can go yeah. as far back as Windows ten. Uh, so people that were on seven can upgrade to ten 
and still get all of the new features and things like that, and have access to all of their Intel-based peripherals. So if Lenovo has a cam, you know, its webcam is supported by whatever uh, hardware acceleration is done through Intel. Uh, I don't know if they'll get that same support for their webcam uh, moving forward on Chrome OS and its virtualizations. But uh, it's interesting. We'll keep an eye on it, and we'll let you guys know uh, about any further developments. And something that developed, I think it was at 4 p.m. on a Thursday night, was Microsoft publishing this bombshell blog post about how they're partnering with uh, Netflix. Yeah, it looks like, again, uh, Netflix and Microsoft are back at it again. I believe, what was it? Uh, what was the platform? The the platform Netflix first started working on starts with an S with Microsoft. Uh, wow. Silverlight for its development technologies. That was, I believe, one of the first instances of Microsoft and uh, Netflix kind of doing an exclusive partnership. And now they are back at it with this ad platform, essentially. Microsoft advertising will now be home to uh, Netflix customer data, essentially. So if you are looking to get into this ad tier version of Netflix, uh, get your ads in front of some people who um, have seen maybe three plus episodes and you're ready to say, instead of saying, are you still watching this? I'm sure now they just get an ad instead and you want to get in front of those people to market whatever it is you have, uh, you'll be able to start doing so through Microsoft ads. Uh, I know probably 20% of the market, which is what 20% Microsoft owns as far as search is concerned, will be kind of chomping at the bit to get to this because it's really a, a pretty good idea. I mean, um, I, I forget how many members Netflix has at the moment. I know they've lost a little bit, but they have a substantial amount of people uh, that you can advertise to. Uh, I think Microsoft actually, and this is noted by CNBC, beat out Google. So it wasn't yep. like they only went to Microsoft and said, hey, uh, we want to partner with you. They, you know, they looked over what was available between Google and Comcast. Uh, I think that Comcast was the Yahoo and other uh, partners could coalition or whatnot and said, hey, we want to go with you, Microsoft, for this particular reason. Microsoft also, uh, just as just kind of a side note, uh, also has LinkedIn profiles that you can target in Microsoft Ads. So if you are going, you can basically get the gambit between professionals and, you know, cash potatoes if you want to advertise uh, using Microsoft. Again, you can do the same thing with Google, uh, but the spe specificity of Netflix uh, is something new. Uh, we'll, so we'll see if other places start to do the same thing uh, with ad tier versions and maybe Disney Plus goes with Google and they, they bring on Hulu on board as well. But uh, this is pretty interesting stuff. I think Microsoft actually set itself up for this too. Uh, you wrote about it back in 2021 when they acquired, I think it's Xander or X-A-N-D-R. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to Xander. pronounce it. Xander, but they actually acquired that company in 2021 and it's an ad marketplace for connected TV. And then they also have their Microsoft audience network and promote IQ. So Microsoft is very much ready for this Netflix deal. Yeah, uh, it was interesting because we, you know, we always rag about Microsoft's movie and TV and like, why do they even bother? And uh, now I guess, you know, they've been testing uh, how to get ads into people's purview uh, through their own operating system it, with now being, you know, basically on any and every device that Netflix can get an app on. They'll be spread out across all of that. I'm sure you can target by device as well. So, you know, if people are on their phones, serve different ads at that point. People in the laptops serve different ads on that. If people are in hotel rooms using a Chromecast version of it, serve different <laughs> ads on that as well. Uh, this is really cool. This is, uh, we'll see how long this is exclusive for. Again, we don't have the details as far as how many years this is, if this is, you know, a, a no opt in. So, you know, maybe Google can 
can get back in to this deal, maybe a year and a half or two years down the road, if there are certain uh, requirements that need to be met by Microsoft and they're not, we'll see. Uh, but I find it very interesting. Uh, as a Netflix subscriber, I find this part also horrifying because I don't want ads. So I guess I'll have to keep paying more. And uh, that said, we hit our three main topics, which means it is time for the fast recap. And we'll probably be a bit rusty because it's been, <laughs> I think, three weeks, two weeks yeah. off and then two weeks of special guests. So it's been I actually know. a month since we had a regular fast recap, but we're going to do it in 10 minutes like usual. And the first topic, we joked about it. You're like, what did I miss when I was gone? And I told you, yes. you missed the camera app redesign and a CD ripping in the Windows 11 media player. So you get to that first. Yes. Okay. So uh, as I was kind of freshening up, uh, getting my intel on this before we started, I, you know, as Eric just mentioned, I was wondering, you know, what else is new? It looks like the uh, media player, I guess, redesign or whatnot is just uh, less chrome, so to speak, less bordering around it. Uh, it does remind me a little bit of uh, looking at like the, uh, I guess, Apple's media player. It's very minimal. The what's in front of you is all that's displayed in, in, in the visual. Uh, we also are seeing that uh, we're getting the CD ripping, which uh, I think you and I were going back and forth just a second ago about, I think Windows 7 might have been the last time that it had. I think yep. you said Windows 8 yep. uh, with this ability. And again, I, we know that it's in Windows Media Player, so it's always been in the background, but it's never been in the foreground for people to use. Uh, and I mean, it's interesting to get CD ripping when you have all these devices that barely have uh, USB C CD uh, players. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some of us, Dell's already gotten rid of its uh, you, uh, three millimeter head, head, yeah. headphone jack. So, unless they're going to start coming out with CD players, CD rippers that basically are ported through USB C, I, you know, I like the idea. Uh, I actually had to find this recently uh, for my anniversary. We had, had our, my wife and I, we have our wedding on CD. And I realized it wasn't in the cloud, so I got freaked out. Uh -oh. and I did. I did up using a Mac, surprisingly, in order to get this to work because she has a, a CD ripper that connects to her old MacBook Air, which uh -huh. through USB, yeah, through USB A. So if I were able to have a USB C powered CD ripper, that'd be amazing, uh, and, uh, quite a bit of lifesaver. So I'm appreciative of this. I'm waiting for this uh, CD ripper to come out. Uh, I'm also interested in seeing just the the Windows you know, version of media player uh, with, you know, all the new bells and whistles and the camera app, uh, which, you know, basically looks sort of like the old one. With just a little touch of Windows 11 title bar-ish and also a new ability to scan barcodes and QR codes natively without the need for a secondary app from the Microsoft Store. That's basically it. I mean, that's still pretty big, though. I was in Canada on vacation, and uh, Canada uses a lot of QR codes for things, especially uh, I think Rogers went down, which is, I guess, their equivalent of Verizon. So uh, QR codes was used to like basically be a stopgap for app services. And so if you are, you know, have a Surface Go 2 or Surface Pro and you're using the back camera, uh, this is big. So you, you, don't, you don't need to, again, whip out your phone. Uh, or a secondary device if you're only, you know, you have the main one already in your hand. So again, nice, nice to have. 
And what else is nice to have is a new dev channel build. There wasn't one the week before last week, but there was one this week, and it came in at build number 25158, and it was kind of a small one, but it did bring new notifications for widgets, and the, also the and Microsoft started testing different visual treatments for search on the taskbar. We'll have the visual up, but basically it's three new ways to test, to see that little search icon in the Windows 11 taskbar. You'll have an icon, uh, an icon with a box that says search and then an expanded out search box, kind of like how it was in Windows 10. So depending on which, however they decide, you'll have one out of three and they want your feedback on it. Hey, we heard you like search, so we're going to put search in your search when you search. <laughs> exactly. Stuff is searched down your face. Uh, next, we were talking about Microsoft hardware. Sorry, folks, we, we are not getting any new services, at least not until <laughs> probably October-ish. Uh, it was a play on words, so hardware with E-A-R. Uh, and it's it's a partnership uh, with, I believe, let me see if I get the details right on this one. Uh, um what, what Gavin, is Gavin, Gavin Matteo was the designer that Microsoft partnered with for this hardware. And basically, it's just a bunch of shirts, hats, sweaters, and pants that range from, I think, $60 all the way up to $180. And the shirts have, like, Microsoft Paint logo on it, the Windows XP wallpaper, and a hat with the vintage Microsoft logo. So it's basically company swag but at a price and maybe they might end up being collector items who knows yeah i know you dismissed it as just shirts and t-shirts and hats and stuff but i mean there are people out here who are looking to get these kind of things and if you are not a microsoft employee or no microsoft employee or have a microsoft employee uh, badge number or discount number uh this is another way to get that kind of swag i know uh those of us who wait for the christmas sweater and that runs out again this is just another way to show your appreciation for microsoft albeit very expensively. Uh, so you might be better off just finding like patches somewhere and, and sewing them on yourself. <laughs> and last up is Bill Gates transferring his money to the foundation. Yeah, we were just joking that this is a tax loophole, folks. Uh, <laughs> no, we don't know. We don't know for sure. Uh, this may be as philanthropic as he's been uh, historically. So uh, again, he, he will be dropped off of, I think, the top three by doing this move for the three top three richest men in the world or people in the world or whatever the title is called at this point. Uh, and he will be giving that, I think it's over a, a period of time. I don't think it's just going to be one big drop, but it will be coming out of his own personal wealth and going into the foundation uh, in order to, I guess, jumpstart some new projects he's very interested in. Uh, and again, we hadn't had much movement on the foundation after the divorce. And I think it's just legalese, you know, people have been sorting out uh, who gets what and where, what goes where. So, uh, and, you know, it's good, good to good to see that he's putting his money where his mouth is. And that's it. I think we hit our fast recap in under ten minutes, so we oh, weren't. Rusty. I think we might did under like eight. <laughs> we weren't rusty after all. Now we were just ready to talk. And now it's time for the week ahead. Yeah, well, this is where we talked about a. Uh, an- more redesigns. This is Microsoft's forte <laughs> in 2022. Microsoft redesigns. Let's just call everything. Uh, the OneNote app on Android will be in a redesign, which actually looks really nice. It's, uh, I think it's a little nicer than what they've had before, where they've kind of, uh, e- I want to say, enlarged some of the uh, notes 
so you can get some screenshots of stuff. Uh, if you put a lot of images into your OneNotes, you'll also be getting uh, image previews, which is something that they did with, uh, I believe, Windows, the Windows 10 version of OneNote. Uh, I don't think the older, tr the traditional version had that, but you'll be getting an Android version, which, you know, hopefully the code is very similar and we get it backported into this new, you know, universal OneNote app. Um, uh, the other way that you can view things, I guess, is uh, either as long uh, rectangular thumbnails or as the pocket size ones that you would get from a regular notes app. Uh, I think it's actually more designed for uh, taking notes on your uh, devices versus viewing notes, which is something I used to do. Uh, I would, you know, type in everything on the OneNote app. And if I was on the fly or out, of, out somewhere, I could pull it up and read it. Now it seems just like with... Um, uh, Samsung Notes or Apple Notes, uh, it's quicker to take a note uh, on there. So if you're putting together a grocery list or things that, you know, your wife or spouse or partner tells you you need to pick up from before getting home, it'll be easier to do that. I don't know what your thoughts are on this app. I really like it because there's new uh, quick bar at the bottom that you could use to like quickly use your voice to take a note and dictate stuff and also to quickly like grab a photo. And they also have the integration with, I think it's my Microsoft Lens where you're able to like scan stuff, uh, scan text and scan items. It's, it's really cool. And I like the design because it sort of unifies with how the sticky note app looks like on Windows 11 with how OneNote looks like on Android. So Microsoft, is, like you said at the top of the show, Microsoft is going for like a centralized look for different uh, their different apps. Yeah, and like you said, I, I've been using sticky notes a lot. And like I said, I usually type them up on my computer in order to read them on my device later on. So, you know, again, if I have uh, something I need to, to do, I do it on my computer, read it on the OneNote. Now, it seems like, because again, they don't have an official sticky notes by itself. You kind yeah. of have to go into OneNote in order to do it. This puts it right up front. So it's its own basic sticky note, plus all your detailed notes for all the other things you do that are more complex, like putting together a podcast like we do. <laughs> yeah. And uh, last thing to get about here in the week ahead is if you are on Windows 7 and Windows 8.1, we do have a fair warning for you now we're still in 2022 <laughs> but come january this is way well off like many weeks ahead so let, let's just call it the many weeks ahead segment but on january 10th 2023 microsoft is dropping support extended yeah uh, the police are coming for you <laughs> you're breaking news they don't need to know this yet uh, according to a post from Microsoft, support for Microsoft 365 apps on Windows 8.1 and the three-year extended uh, security updates paid program for Windows 7 and Windows Server 2008 R2 are set to come to an end on January 2nd, 2023. So if you are still using Microsoft 365 apps on any of those older operating systems, be prepared to upgrade to Windows 10, upgrade to Windows 11, try Chrome OS Flex, or basically buy a new device to continue enjoying Microsoft 365. Yeah, as part of the week ahead and all the things we've talked about, I will be hopefully finishing up my review of the, let me see if I got it right here. Sorry, folks. Chrome OS Duet, whatever the latest version is. Um, <laughs> So I think it's, it's that, I, it's, say I think it's, that's the update to the popular uh, duet right. that everyone was looking for when the pandemic started and it wasn't in stock. Yes, exactly. Oh, so nice machine. Uh, it is a very nice machine, and I took it on vacation with me. So I have some updates about that and how it compares to the Surface 
go three, how it compares to Surface Go laptop as well. Um, where it kind of sits in that and where Chrome OS is at today versus where Windows is at on smaller devices. I will also have um, a review of the uh, newest Lenovo, I believe. Uh, we had the Lenovo Yoga 9i, which is a beauty. Well, they made its bigger brother, which is cute. It's not as beautiful as a 9i <laughs> just because it's a different uh, uh, size and you got to get used to the keypad and stuff like that. But it's still 16 by 10, which is amazing. Lots of screen real estate. I'll have a review on that pretty soon. Uh, and I just recently wrote about, and actually uh, today, the only post I had today, uh, was about a discount. If, for those of you who are looking for gaming hardware, uh, anything like that, I wrote about uh, being able to get a Lenovo uh, Idea Pad gaming device, uh, three, I believe. I think it's a three, which is about a 13 or no, 15.6 inch uh, gaming device that you know has an RTX graphics card in there, eight gigabytes of RAM, 560 or 512 gigabytes of memory or uh, storage, sorry, just, uh, solid state storage. And I think you can get that with a mouse, an RGB mouse. So it has the RGB keyboard, an RGB mouse. Uh, and a three-month subscription to Xbox uh, Ultimate Gaming, Ultimate Gaming Pass, I believe it's called, for about five ninety or five forty nine or something like that. That's and a steal. Of, yeah, it's about four hundred and ninety eight dollars worth of discount there. So, again, if you're looking to get ahead of all the PCs that might get sold out during the summer, and you need something for not only gaming but content creation, something that looks nice. Uh, you can actually go and grab one right now. And they also have a bunch of other, uh, the company is called uh, Ant Online. They also have some other things like MSI laptops, um, uh, some other things like gaming cards just by themselves, AMD uh, Ryzen processors, if you're going to be just building your own thing. All of that stuff's 50% off. So go check out the post. Go check out their their site, antonline.com as well. Um, and that should be all I have for this week. And I'm working on a piece about Windows on ARM because, as you know, Ooh. I finished my review of the ThinkPad X13S. Yeah. So basically, I'm, uh, I'll have the link to the review if you want to check it out. But basically, I am going to talk about not the laptop itself, but the software on the laptop, which is Windows 11 on ARM, and what I like about it and what I don't like about it and what I think Microsoft really needs to change. I am, I am actually very very anticipating this anticipating this a lot because um i know that you were one of you know many but one of the one of the earlier uh like early on people to start say this about windows or the surface pro x you were very critical of it yep. uh and you turned out to be very right about it at least in the initial phases so i'm in interested and anxious to see uh if any updates have been done if, if they've done anything to to win you back as uh, as a user so Spoiler uh, alert, they probably did not <laughs> because I've used that ThinkPad X13S as my main machine for two weeks straight and I had no issues. The only thing awesome. I can't the only thing I can't do on it is video again, spoiler alert. The only thing I can't do on it is edit videos, but that's not entirely Microsoft's fault. But it is a yeah. very good machine for what it is, and it is not it is one of the best Windows on ARM laptops like in the last 10 years. Ever since, probably, I would say the Surface Pro X. Now, here's the question. Would you need to make an addendum if you can get an ARM version of Adobe on there? Probably. Uh, well, Photoshop and I think even after Premiere and some of the other Adobe apps are optimized. But I know, but were you able, were you able to use those versions? Because if I can get you a license for an ARM version, 
That might change I, some things. I, I wasn't a I don't do that kind of stuff on my laptop. <laughs> so the apps that I okay. use weren't optimized. But if there are okay. apps, I wasn't willing to like go outside of my box and try other apps that are optimized. But if they could find out a way, again, spoiler alert, you probably don't need to read the post anymore, but I'll just say it here. No, there's lots love of details in there. <laughs> if they could find a way for Win32 and uh, and 64-bit apps to properly leverage the GPU where you're using all of the GPU and not just 0.1% or 1% of it, then Windows on ARM will be better than anything Apple ever could do with their M1 chip. I agree, uh, but uh, this is where you know Apple made the best uh, best gamble by doing the sh- shared pool of resources. So right. I think that's something that has yet to be done uh, to that extent. So if if they were able to optimize on the fly, saying okay, he's using Adobe, he's using the ARM version of it, but he needs all of the GPU for it, you know, to hell with the battery life somehow. Uh, then, you know, that's how, you know, that's the one they can ramp up and, and overclock and stuff like that. But, you know, out of the gate, it's good to hear that things are going better than they were, what was it, three years ago, yeah, two years ago? But, where I said it was the surface I tried to love, but I and it Exactly. <laughs> so stay tuned but, for that, folks. I think that is the end of the podcast now, and I'll leave you for the traditional outro. Yeah, uh, you can find me at Mindhead1. I am back online, uh, so I would love to hear from you folks. Uh, any questions, any interesting things, that anything you would like us to talk about more in depth, you know, we're here to, uh, you know, entertain you guys and educate. But if there's something specifically, let us know and we'll get to some research on it and we'll bring it up on the next podcast. Uh, where can people find you? Back Jern. Yeah, and if you can't reach either one of us there specifically, you can also reach out on onmicrosoft.com, which is uh, our Twitter handle. Uh, um, we also have an Instagram, uh, I believe it's on Microsoft official, uh, cause we, I don't know, that's just the way we named it. Uh, so you can go <laughs> check out some old, old clips of the podcast there and get caught up on, uh, other links to other things for our gaming portion. You can go to Pinterest. Surprisingly, we're not on Twitch yet. I don't know if we'll ever be, but if you need information for gaming, go to Pinterest. Uh, Brad's doing an amazing job over there, keeping us updated. And there's a lot of stuff to talk about recently. Uh, and I believe those are the only spots for us. Oh, and, and on Microsoft.com, which is our website. So if you want to get all of the news, head there. Yep. And we'll see you again soon, everyone. Thanks for joining us and see you again soon. Same place, same time. Yeah, it's great to be back. I'm glad you guys are with us again. Enjoy your weekend, everyone, and take care.